In the U.S., there are more than 17,000 missing people, 13,000 unidentified bodies, and currently in the state of Iowa, there are 308 missing person cases still open. More than half of them are minors. host Sheena and welcome to Milk Carton Cases, a missing persons podcast dedicated to unsolved missing person cases in Canada and in the U.S. Today I'm coming to you with something a bit different from what I usually post. Today's topic is the Missing Children Milk Carton Program and how it came to be. Consider this a bonus episode. Missing. The famous word located directly above a missing child's photo plastered on milk cartons beginning back in 1984. On May 25, 1979, a 6-year-old named Eaton Pats would set out for a walk to his school bus stop in Manhattan, New York. It would be the very first time he would walk to his bus stop alone, and the walk was just under two blocks away from his house. That day, as described in the New York Times article titled, What Happened to Eaton Pats, that day was a hectic day in the Pats household. Eaton's mother, Julie, ran a daycare in Soho and had two two two-year-olds to take care of, one being her youngest son and the other a child she was caring for. She also had her eldest daughter, who, according to this article, refused to get out of bed that morning. All in all, it painted a picture of a very busy morning in a house with plenty of children. It was at this point in time when Eaton decided to try his luck, which he did, and ask his mother if he could walk to the bus stop. But after begging his mother to let him walk on his own, Julie gave in and allowed him to go. As the New York Times describes, quote, He packed his tote bag, the one given to him by a friend's mother and decorated with little elephants, jamming in his favorite toy cars, He put on his favorite hat and Eastern Airlines cap, and then his mother walked him outside. He walked away carrying a $1 bill, planning to buy a soda along the way, end quote. Mr. and Mrs. Patz would find out that day that their son would never make it home and never actually made it to school or even on that school bus. Upon hearing the tragedy, they turned their loft into a kind of a headquarters, if you will, a head office for the search of their little boy. Eaton's missing poster they created was spread all over the city and quickly all over the news. The word of his disappearance got out quick. His story gained a lot of media attention, and there were volunteers, police officers, and investigators searching up and down the streets of Manhattan for him. That May 25th, 1979 would be the last day that Julie and Father Stanley Patz would ever see their son again. But Eaton's name would never be forgotten, as it has become a mark in history. His name would be one of the names recognized at the start of a famous campaign for missing children, the Missing Children Milk Carton Program. In 1984, faces of missing children would be printed on milk cartons with their physical descriptions 
location where they went missing from, and contact, and contact information. This campaign would begin in the United States and eventually would be known and used all around the world, but not for very long. The story of his disappearance would even reach the president at the time, President Ronald Reagan, and he would call forth for the creation of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children in 1984. Even though Eaton's abduction occurred years before, his face would be one of the faces featured on the milk cartons that would circulate around the country. His face would be one of the most recognized faces to ever appear on the milk cartons. The real beginning of this campaign, however, begins with the dreadful story of Johnny Gosh. On Sunday morning, September 5th, 1982, in Des Moines, Iowa, 13-year-old Johnny Gosh was getting ready to go to work, which was a paper route. He got dressed and got ready, loaded his red wagon with all the newspapers that he had to deliver, and went outside to start his work day. His parents received a phone call from a concerned neighbor later that morning, telling them that they hadn't received their paper. It was at this point where Johnny's father got out of bed and went outside with the intention to help his son continue his paper route, thinking that maybe he had just been a little bit overwhelmed and needed an extra hand. But when Johnny's father got outside and walked down the street, it was at that point that he saw his son's red wagon sitting there alone with all his newspapers stacked inside. According to an interview with his mother, Noreen Gosh, she remembers that it took about 45 minutes for the police to arrive after they called in and reported him missing. In that time, she conducted her own small investigation and began asking around and searching by calling other paper boys in the area to see if they had heard or seen anything. There were five witnesses who saw Johnny talking to a man in a blue van that day. Noreen reported this to the police. Johnny's parents did not sit throughout the search for their missing ch child. They went as far as to hire private investigators, they organized searches on foot, and they even wrote the Iowa State legislation in order to separate missing children from missing adults when reporting a missing person, which ultimately led to the writing of the Johnny Gosh Bill. The Johnny Gosh Bill. So in Chapter 694, under Criminal Law and Procedure of the State of Iowa, Iowa Code 2021, goes as follows. A missing person is defined as a person with a physical or mental disability under circumstances that put their safety in danger. Their disappearance was not voluntary or is an unemancipated minor, which is a minor who is not legally married and resides and or resides with a parent or a legal guardian. In order to report a person missing, you must have their name, a relationship to the person, it, describe the relationship to the person or minor. Um, you need to have their age, an address, and then identifying characteristics, the amount of time that they had gone missing, and any other important information known at the time that you were making the report. Under Section 5, 694.3, unemancipated minors. If a report of a missing person involves an unemancipated minor, the law enforcement agency shall immediately transmit the proper information for inclusion in the National Crime Information Center computer. The Johnny Gosh bill basically removed the 72-hour wait period that was mandatory before you could report a child missing, which is crazy to think that before 
you had to wait 72 hours before saying a child was missing. I mean, you shouldn't have to wait that long. It also classified missing person reports into two categories, missing persons and missing children. That is all thanks to Noreen Gosh. Now, law enforcement has to react and issue a report immediately. Two years after, on August 12, 1984, not too far from Des Moines, another young boy went missing working a paper route, just like Johnny had. His name is Eugene Martin. Eugene's family had a member who worked at a dairy, and together this family member and the dairy owner came up with a plan to both post Johnny and Eugene's photo and distribute them on milk cartons in order to help with the search. This campaign progressed and was adopted by other dairies nearby and began expanding until it became national. So as of December 1984, the National Child Safety Council took on and led the Missing Children Milk Carton Program all over the United States. January of 1985, they had 100 dairies signed up, printing missing children's faces on their cartons and distributing them. By March of that very same year, more than 700 dairies joined the program in spreading these children's faces across the country. This program led to an increased visibility of at least 30%. Unfortunately, this program only lasted two years. The reason for the cancellation of this program was basically because there was a concern and belief that seeing these faces every morning, children would become fearful and saddened by their stories. So it was too much of a, a hard pill to swallow every morning while, you know, eating your Cheerios. But although that does sound very sad, missing children's faces did not stop being printed, just stopped being printed on milk cartons. And then later on, years later, the Amber Alert system began and it stuck. And I do believe that everyone here listening today knows about the Amber Alert system. If you live in Texas, you're receiving Amber Alerts at least a few times a month. Jumping back to Eaton's case, almost 40 years later, his case has finally come to a close. An 18-year-old man by the name of Pedro Hernandez, living in New Jersey, moves to New York and gets a job at a bodega around the corner from Eaton Pat's bus stop. Not long after his disappearance, Mr. Hernandez moves back to New Jersey. It's said that a religious retreat is what broke him down to confess. And at that religious retreat, he, just, he confessed to a member of the church that he did kill Eaton. Later on, he told investigators that he lured little Eaton into a basement of a small store he worked from, which was the corner store, with the promise of a soda. It was there where he strangled and killed Eaton. He then confessed to putting little Eaton's body in a plastic bag and then into a box. Sorry, guys. Dumping his body about a block away from the store. Um, yeah. Fast forward to February 14th, 2017. After a four-month retrial, Mr. Hernandez was found guilty for the abduction and murder of Eaton Pat. <laughs> I know that today's episode was a bit different from what I usually do. I usually cover cases that haven't been solved. In this case, um, there was an ending to Eaton Pat's story. And I usually focus on cases that don't have endings or have not been solved. Because as you know, the purpose of this podcast is to spread awareness of all the 
missing cases that are left unsolved and are still open. So thank you guys for listening again. Next episode will be just like how I usually do it. I will be covering a case that has not been solved and that still needs everybody's attention. Until next time, goodbye.